0: Happy Monday, my Liberty Kitty Cats. Welcome back to the flagship Lions of Liberty podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I got to tell you about another amazing podcast. This is called the Peddling Fiction Podcast, and it's hosted by our good friend, Johnny Perfita. I interviewed him just a couple of weeks ago. He's an awesome dude, and he's chilling out in Puerto Vallarta right now. can't say I blame him. I can say I'm very jealous, but you got to check out this podcast because Johnny has a real knack for breaking down all of the fictions peddled by politicians and by your friends and neighbors. Uh, Phrases such as taxation is theft. No, it's not, you fool. (laughs) Uh, He can break down this stuff so well. He also did a really great breakdown of everything going on with the election. Guys, you have got to check out the Peddling Fiction podcast and stay tuned at the end of this podcast for a very special preview.
1: To the Alliance of Liberty podcast, here is your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Clare.
0: My guest today is the Director of Communications at the Fairness Center. He is also a professor at Lehigh University. He is, of course, not here representing either of those organizations. He is here representing himself. He is the one and only Connor Dragotis.
1: Connor, are you ready to roar? Absolutely thrilled to be here. Thanks so much.
0: I I, I got so fumbled up trying to make sure everyone knew you were not representing uh, those other organizations (laughs) for which you work. I forgot to mention the real thing that you're here to talk about today, which is a book you just published called "Work for Liberty: A Resource Guide for Finding Employment in the Liberty Movement." Really excited to talk about that and talk about your journey, uh, actually working for liberty as you do now. Uh, But first, why don't you just recap us a little bit? I actually interviewed you a couple years ago, uh, but it's been a while. There's a lot of new fans here, so why don't you just give us a little recap of uh, you know how you got involved? in the liberty movement, how you got excited about libertarian ideas, uh, what made you even want to work in the liberty movement in the first place?
1: Yeah, you know, I think one thing that we'll probably return to a couple of times while we're talking today is the idea of purpose and making sure that what you're doing in your life actually matters to you personally. And obviously, for every person, that's going to be different. But I'm guessing for most of your audience, uh, like is the case for me, liberty is what I want to be doing. so I grew up in Maine uh, and I found liberty through Gary Johnson. Uh, believe it or not, uh, I, I know he, he can get a, a mixed bag of results. I'm getting some booze at, at the radio right now. but
0: uh, <laughs> now, now, is this this is 2012 kind of normal, not too shabby Gary Johnson or high out of his mind, Bill <laughs> Well, 2016 Gary Johnson?
1: <laughs> no, believe it or not, it was even earlier. Uh, so I was uh, a freshman at Lafayette College uh, back in 2009, 2010, and um, I was listening to the radio And I heard this voice of this guy and I, you know, I really liked his ideas. He's talking about liberty. He's talking about uh, limited government. He's talking about uh, just putting people first. And so I think it was Glenn Beck or something, you know, at that time. And all of a sudden I hear this name, Gary Johnson. So me being the smarmy freshman student that I was, I figured, you know what? I want to learn more about this guy. I'll call his office. (laughs) <laughs> so I called his office. You're a real I,
0: go-getter. You don't mess around. I, I, exactly. You're, not Googling, well, you're picking up
1: the uh, phone. <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah, I guess that was the go-get-it mentality that ended up working because my pitch when I called the office was, how would you like to send Gary Johnson across the country to a very small school in Eastern Pennsylvania? We're not going to pay him. We're going to get him in front of a bunch of students though. And yeah, well, you know, we'll take him out to dinner afterwards. And for some reason, their office said, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. And they shipped. He's actually across got the nothing country. going on. So why not? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm wondering awesome. if it was maybe leading up to that first uh, uh, presidential run. And um, basically I got to have dinner with him. I got to have him on campus. We got to sit down and talk and it just kicked off what has been, you know, now more than a decade of, caring about liberty, learning about liberty and and growing to just love the people who are part of this liberty movement.
0: What was it like, uh, you know, meeting Gary Johnson and, and sitting down with him uh, in person? Because, you know, a lot of the criticisms you get of him is that, you know, he's a, he's a goofy guy, he's a nice guy, yeah. and I don't has anything bad to say about him. But people say he's not not that, you know, inspiring necessarily in terms of actually turning people onto the ideas of liberty. It sounds like that was not the case for you. So what was it like you know, between hearing him on the radio and then going to actually seeing him in person?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, the biggest thing for me was, holy cow, I can sit down and talk to someone who's in politics, who's a real human being. So I obviously, yeah, of course, he's not going to be leading a populist movement, right? He's never going to be the type of person who's out in front of crowds, uh, getting them rah-rah about uh, anything, but on a one-on-one uh, I found him to be incredibly inspiring. Um, and, you know, me and him have had our differences of ideas over the last uh, 10 years, uh, you know, as as his ideas have developed and my education has, and liberty has continued. But uh, he was human and he opened a door to say, listen, you don't actually have to agree with everything I'm saying, but for God's sakes, you'd have to be crazy to not take a closer look at the ideas of liberty. And, and that's what clicked for me. Uh, and and has led to so much in my life since then.
0: And sometimes that's all we can ask out of whether it's a presidential candidate or just somebody you know that's out there representing the ideas in some way. Not everybody's going to message everything the way that we individually think is perfect. Uh, not everybody's going to be the best communicator to the masses, but. Almost everybody, if they are knowledgeable and passionate enough, is able to interest somebody in the ideas, get them excited, get them thinking in a different way enough so that they go on down their own path from there. Not everybody has to fully form someone else into a perfect libertarian.
1: It's so true. And, you know, I always talk about leading with an olive branch instead of a sword, right? I mean, one of the cool things about liberty is that it really has nothing to do with a political party. It has to do with principles. And we can find those principles on the right, on the left, obviously, in the libertarian party. Uh, So I'm always saying... When you talk to someone, once you can figure out kind of where, what matters to them in their heart and in their head, start talking their language. The ideas of liberty are going to click with them on some level and on some issues, and we can be making friends every every single political room that we walk into.
0: Right. So where, where'd you go from there after after your, your dinner with Gary? So to speak. Uh, <laughs> what what uh, from that point, how did you continue your involvement in the liberty movement? Why did you decide this isn't just going to be a hobby of mine? This isn't just going to be something that interests me. This is going to be someone that, well, something that would eventually become your entire life.
1: Yeah, honestly, I wish it was that straightforward of a path. And I wish <laughs> I was uh, that smart when I was leaving college to to actually put principles first. Uh, to be honest, when I graduated, I spent uh a number of years doing stuff that I wasn't super happy with. I worked for Target Corporation, running logistics operations in upstate New York. I uh, went out and I got my series six and 63 financial licenses. Um, really the impetus for my, my work now came in 2017, when I was working in a sales job, uh, outside sales, doing 200 cold calls a week getting nosed, getting thrown out of buildings for trying to sell a, a staffing service in Pennsylvania. And uh, I got laid off. And I found myself that July realizing that I had no income. I had a mortgage to pay. Uh, I had you know bills coming in. And the promise that I made to myself was, I am never going to take another job that doesn't matter to me. I just I won't do it. And and you know, maybe that was again me me being a little prideful, uh, and me being uh maybe a little over optimistic. Um, and it was You're saying I will
0: I will lose my home if I have to. If that's do I don't go back to a job <laughs> I don't like. right I don't yeah
1: care. I wasn't married at the time. Uh, you know, I, I didn't have kids. Well, so that probably though, helps. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, the the you gotta consult someone matter, about that kind of decision. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I wanted to do is is spend some time and to be honest i, I at the beginning i thought this was going to be weeks you know hey this is great i've been volunteering in the liberty movement for a while i was spending all my free times on campaigns and helping organizations i figured this will be great i'll call some people hopefully make some connections um but the reality was man i was not as connected as i thought i was mm-hmm. and that was a real wake up call so i ended up spending 6 months living off my savings Um, paying my mortgage out of a dwindling savings account uh, until I finally found a job that I love, that I'm still at to this day, right, Uh, at the law firm. And it's an exciting time to realize that you found work. So what I mean by that is work that matters, something that when you wake up every day, you feel good about it because it's pursuing something that you actually care about. Um, But over the course of that six months, I spent a tremendous amount of time finding resources, finding job portals, finding recruiters, finding uh, different interview tips and tricks, talking to people. Uh, and about a year ago, I obviously been in this job now for a few years, and I, re- I came across this folder of all of this research I had done with uh, to, ha- to help myself find a job in the liberty movement. And what I realized is, man, this really could be something that could help other people. I know for a fact that there are people who wish they could work for Liberty full time. How do I put this in their hands? And that became work for Liberty, which is uh, obviously the book that, that has, has been my work now for, for a while. It's exciting to see it helping people.
0: Yeah, so this is really interesting because a, a lot of people this year, with the lockdowns, uh, with layoffs, furloughs, all sorts of things, it happened to me as well. Uh, found themselves unexpectedly in a position where they they didn't have their normal situation, where they didn't yeah. have that normal paycheck or that normal job. Uh, and there's a couple ways you can go when you, when that happens. You can get bummed out, think the world is coming to an end, and you know just kind of you know get depressed about it and say, okay, I'll t- I'll take whatever I can get. Okay, I'll do whatever I have to do. Or you can take use it as a time, an opportunity to take a step back, like you did when you got played off in in 2017 and say, all right, what do I really want to do with my life? What are the things that I can do that will actually produce the most happiness for me? Because one thing we're never, ever, ever talk, taught in school growing up, they just teach you, okay, here's what you need to learn. Uh, you need to learn these things so that you can go to college. And uh, in college, you're going to learn some more things. And once you learn those things, then you'll go get a job uh, and that'll pay up, That'll give you a paycheck. Once you have that paycheck, guess what? You can go into debt and you can, get a, you can get a house and you can pay that mortgage and you can work that job for the rest of your life until you retire at 65 and get your Social Security check. That's all you need to know. All right, off to the world with you. It's, it's, they never talk about finding a sense of purpose. Uh, you never learn about what really, you know, what really is, is what can bring satisfaction to someone's life and true happiness. You're really just taught about get a job and that's it.
1: Yeah, it's true. I uh, mean, you know, I, you mentioned earlier, I teach uh, at the college level and I teach business communications and a lot of that is exploring purpose. And it's something that is so important in the classroom. And it, it is, I, I very much had the same experience. I didn't get that. And maybe that could have saved me, you know, a few years doing jobs that weren't rewarding before I found something. I mean, those are the prime working years, right? I don't want to have to push off purpose to, as you said, death. Uh, but, you know, I'm maybe a little more optimistic. A lot of people see retirement as the time to explore their passions. Uh, why not add an extra 40 years onto to doing something that right. you believe matters?
0: Yeah. I've never loved the idea that you, you work for like 60 years until uh, you can finally in a place where you can now, now you can relax and enjoy life. <laughs> now that your body is basically you know disheveled and, and half half dysfunctional.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's a total mess. The system is, the system's a little screwy. And I think the, the big drive for me was uh, I spend a lot of time around people who care about liberty intentionally. I seek out those groups. And uh, a lot of times I'll hear people say things like, you know, they're just so excited about their ideas, their principles of liberty, and invariably the conversation comes around where I say, "That's amazing, man. What do you do for a living?" And you know, hey, I'm a I'm a bank teller. I work in finance. I'm you know, a,
0: I'm a supporting contractor. the government, the government fiat banking system. That yeah, I exactly.
1: Every day. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, the energy goes out of their voice pretty much no matter what it is, and and that that's the problem that I want to fix. The liberty movement should be a group of people who lift each other up to create great things. That's how we win. Uh, And I want to be part of that solution.
0: Uh, I'm curious, uh, Connor, when how did you go about like translating the skills that you had uh, acquired in your in your previous uh, you know your previous profession? Uh, I believe you're doing sales like right before this happened. How did you tr- go about translating the skills that you knew you had along with maybe other skills that you had to attain or figured out you had to attain and actually go about getting that first job? Uh, obviously, it was like a six month process for you. but well, you know what what were the su- some of the key steps that you took along the way uh, where you were able to actually land a job like with a law firm? like as far as I know, I don't know if you had worked at a law firm before I mean, how did you go? Go about pitching yourself and the skills that you do do have to apply this to something you actually be passionate about.
1: Yeah. So one of the misconceptions about the liberty movement generally is that the only types of people who have jobs working for liberty are policy wonks, producing white papers to convince state and federal legislators to run certain things. You know, it's a very technical ivory tower type of perception. And one of the things that I had to overcome in my own mind is I was thinking, oh man, do I have to go back to school? What do I have to do to accomplish this? Is all of a sudden I realized that the liberty movement is comprised of law firms of, uh, uh, of course, policy organizations, grassroots organizations, uh, advocacy firms, uh, and they need all kinds of people. They need communications experts. Uh, they need people who can write good articles. They need reporters. They need uh, administrative assistance. They need people who can uh, knock on doors. They need people who can just have conversations and convince politicians. Right? I mean, convince your neighbors. There are so many different jobs, and I think that's something that that people need to realize: is just because you're not a policy wonk, there's probably still a job out there for you. And if there's not, the other part of that is internships and externships and finding these other opportunities where, hey, maybe you're not making a ton of money, but you're getting that experience along the way. So for me, I had a background in communications through the sales piece. I'd gone back and got my MBA as well. So I, I had a few pieces there that led me to communications for a law firm. But uh, those, there are such a wide variety of skill sets that can be used. And uh, please don't anybody think that that you're limited by where you've been. Because if someone who worked in, you know, moving freight for Target Corporation (laughs) can find a job fighting for liberty, uh, you know, under that big 10 of liberty, anybody can do it.
0: Hey there, kitty cats. I need to take a quick little break to remind you that if you love coffee... And I need coffee. I need coffee to get through interviews at this point because let's say, so I just passed 40. I need a little extra kick in my step. And I get that kick from our good friends at Lauren Zadi. Italy. These guys have some premium coffee blends at an amazing price. You want to check them out at laurenzadi.coffee. That's laurenzotti.coffee, not .com. And what I love about these guys is that they aren't just fine coffee connoisseurs. They are also not just entrepreneurs themselves, but they are out there helping other people start their own businesses. Uh, they help people procure equipment, financing, and everything else they need to start their own coffee shops. So please do check out our friends at Laurenzotti, Italy. Don't forget to use discount code LIONS For 10% off your order. (laughs) All right, so what would be the first steps that you would advise? Let's say we've got some people listening today and they're thinking, man, this guy's right. I just go to my job every day. I make, maybe I even make good money. Maybe I'm even happy with my situation overall, but oh my God, he's right. I just go and do my job. I'm not, I don't have any purpose to it. It's not bringing me satisfaction. This actually would bring me satisfaction if I knew I was actually acting out the things I talk about, the things I believe, if I could actually help people find greater liberty in their lives and make that what I do in life. But Oh crap! What do I do? I, I I've I've been at this job for ten years. Uh, my career is going in an upward pathway. I could just simply stay there and uh, you know keep you know keep things going and everything would be fine. How do I actually take that mental leap and pull myself out of a comfortable situation? Now for you, maybe it was you were lucky that you got pushed out <laughs> of that comfortable situation. So maybe you even had a, an advantage in a, in a weird way uh, because sometimes being in an uncomfortable situation is what really forces you to you know to really look inside and and do things that you might not have done otherwise. But what would you say is to someone that isn't a comfortable Situation that is starting to get that itch a little bit. That is saying, you know what? I would I would get a lot more purpose actually out of working for Liberty. How would you yeah. take that first step?
1: Well, if it's a mental uh, discomfort in your job or just a general discomfort because the world is is a mess right now, I think it's so important that people first and foremost know you're not alone. There are communities out there that are growing, and there are people in this world who want to support you. Uh, you know. Part of what I'm trying to do here is this is not just a book. Work for Liberty is not just a book. It's also a community of people. Uh, For us right now, that's a Discord server of uh, approaching 100 people now who help each other find jobs. Every single day, we're posting new jobs, new internships, new events related to liberty. Uh, And there's also people there. So when someone says, hey, I'm looking for a job in communications, you get responses from other people in that community saying, hey, check out this posting. Check out this internship. Oh, have you considered X, Y, or Z path? Um, Thinking that you have to go it alone because libertarians generally, let's be honest, we love individualism. And uh, one of the things that's so often left off the table there is... Voluntary association coming together to help each other not because there's a gun to our head from from government But because we genuinely want to see people succeed Uh, So of course i'm gonna say join our discord get involved uh, with the work for liberty community because that's what we exist for Um, but if that community is not for you Find a liberty community that you can tap into and be around people who aren't going to naysay your dreams but people who are going to do the work necessary to push you forward and help you get where you want to be.
0: Yeah, one thing that that is huge uh, when you're trying to uh, get into whether it's a new industry or the same industry or, or really do anything in life are your connections and the connections you make along the way. I mean, I think that's been one of the best things about doing a podcast for me is I've I've made a billion connections. Maybe not a billion. Maybe I, maybe that's hyperbole, <laughs> but a whole lot of connections uh, in this liberty movement. Uh, connections I never would have made if I if I hadn't just picked up this microphone one day and, and opened up my laptop and started started yapping away. Um, so, what you know? What would you speak to uh, as far as it, it goes to like the idea of networking? Because a lot of people out there might be like, "Well, I don't know." The only the only network I have is just like you know, just I listen to podcasts and I, but I don't really n- know the host, so that doesn't really help. Uh, you know, obviously joining Discord, getting involved in your community, but how, what are some other ways that you could recommend people could start to network? Maybe some uh, kind of creative ways people could start to network within the Liberty community and actually get their name on other people's radars as they kind of start this process of trying to find uh, you know more of a purpose or, or what have you.
1: Yeah. You know, in the book, I talk about networking specifically. The book has a couple of different things. Well, you know, it covers how to write a resume and, and how to write a great cover letter. How do you handle behavioral interview questions? And then it also has a whole section that's just a resource list, more than 100 organizations uh, in the liberty movement broadly that uh, with direct links to their job pages. Um, but related specifically to the networking portion, what I Really emphasize is so important is not being transactional and being genuine when you when you interact with folks. I think if you you don't
0: want to start with a an, an instant message that says, "Hey, you got a job for me, <laughs> yeah, right?" Yeah. By the all, way, my we name. I all get
1: sorry. those uh, messages. Like if you think in the, sure. the the LinkedIn salesman, right, or the Facebook yeah, salesman, yeah. who you're getting the thing, and and you know they're saying, "I believe my service can can help your company uh, hockey <laughs> like, stick you your growth." Robot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you're saying this isn't a real human what networking is is it's building friendships it's building relationships and not doing so because you're expecting something back right a for b c for D. you you don't want to just be trading favors because that's not really networking i think you know anytime we go to events we see the guy running around and he's got a stack of 500 business cards and all he wants to do is give them away and collect yours so he can hit you with a sales pitch the next week i found that the more time i spend with fewer people actually understanding what they need and then providing help for them, the more it comes back and helps me, right? Hey, you're a, a podcast host. I have this other guy who would be a great guest. Let me introduce you to, you don't need to pay me. You don't need to do anything. This is obviously just one example that's relevant for a show like this, but that's what you wanna do because that just puts good and in, in, a rising tide carries all ships. So jumping in with actually genuinely Helping instead of just looking for favors, uh, it's so important to build real relationships where people want to help you uh, in the long run.
0: Yeah, what what we're really talking about here is providing value, providing value Mm, to other people. I mean, you can provide value just by being a friend, just by engaging in interesting conversations, or you can provide value by connecting people to other people. Uh, Whatever transaction you are involved with, even if it's just an instant message, you got to be providing value. You can't just be leading with the thing you want, (laughs) leading with with (laughs) an ask of something when this person doesn't even know you. You have to find ways to show yourself, to prove yourself valuable in some way, shape, or form, whatever that may be
1: yeah, for sure, and don't get me wrong. If it, you know applying for jobs is a transactional process, right? If you see a job where, hey, I'm going to apply to be the a director of communications and here's my resume, here's my skills. I want this job. Of course, that's a transaction. But what we're talking about is when you're trying to figure out where you are in a landscape that you know right now, if you're listening to this and and you're in a different area, you're not working for Liberty full time. And that doesn't mean that that you won't be in the future, but there are steps to get there. And that just means genuinely showing care and, and demonstrating your value not just talking about it.
0: What, as someone who's out there and, and you're seeing a lot of the, uh, you know, the kind of jobs that are open in the libertarian movement, the kind of jobs uh, that are that uh, people are searching for, what do you see are some of the biggest needs? Maybe some of the biggest needs that people wouldn't even think of. You know, people are, might just, like you said, it's not just, you know, policy wonks about writing white papers out there. There's all sorts of needs that you, it might not even occur to you. You already have the skills. You already have those. So what are what are some that come to, not, to mind that might pop into people's heads they are listening and say, oh, wait, I actually already have that skill. I could actually jump into this right now.
1: Yeah, the number one thing that organizations need right now, especially of course nonprofits, are development people, folks who can raise money, and I think that that can come from a million different worlds. If you are working in finance, if you're working in sales, if you're working in academia, all of these things provide a amazing foundation for making genuine relationships and making asks to help raise money for important causes. That's an easy one right there. Uh, but the second one that I'd say. Is effective marketing people. Right now, I think we can both be pretty honest that something that conservatives and libertarians often do pretty poorly is human connection marketing, where they're telling stories instead of just presenting data. So that's an incredibly unique skill set where if you can tell a compelling story that doesn't just say, here's why fiscal responsibility is going to decrease. Uh, you know, some financial measure, if you can talk about how it impacts a real human being, that connects with people. And and that's the messaging that liberty needs generally to be successful.
0: Yeah, because the fact of the matter is, as much as us uh, libertarians, many of whom uh, like to see ourselves as as very logical, uh, most people are not persuaded by logical arguments is a a sad truth that we need to accept (laughs) if we want to function in this world. Uh, People are not persuaded by charts and graphs and equations and this sort of thing, they are persuaded by real stories, by human stories. Uh, I know you're not here representing the, the Fairness Center, uh, but, but I, I mean, that is one thing that you guys do at the Fairness Center. It's one thing mm-hmm. you do in your role. Um, they, they take out a lot of cases and you could probably produce a lot of, you know, Evidence, you know, evidence-based graphs and this sort of thing to show why it's better to, you know, to allow people to associate freely in the workplace and this sort of thing uh, and not be controlled by government unions or what have you. But those arguments aren't really going to win people over. So you guys do have to actually communicate uh, to the public. Here's the real stories. Here's the real reasons. I-, I don't know if there's any examples that might come to mind, either with your work at the Fairness Center or somewhere else, but, you know, examples of where a story like that can actually sway people. Whereas if you're just presenting the evidence, it's not going to do so much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, at the Fairness Center, that's a great uh, thing generally because, of course, lawsuits are inherently a stack of paper that not a lot of people read, right? <laughs> Unless you're the judge or the clerks on that or the lawyers, of course, not a lot of people are sitting down. So uh, one of the things that that we've done uh, that I found to be really successful is instead of putting our lawyers out there talking about the case and, and the legal concepts and those dry topics, we actually produce videos of our clients talking. Mm-hmm. So it's not about the liquor store uh, or it's, you know, Cabler versus UFCW. It's about John Cabler, the liquor store clerk whose union misled him about his rights. And that's a compelling story, especially when it's a real human being who's telling it. At the end of the day, that's that's what makes all the difference in the world. All
0: right. So there really is a role for everybody, whether it's as a communicator, whether it's as, you know, I'm sure any organization out there needs everything. You know, they need someone at the front desk welcoming people in. I mean, where, where would you go about looking if, if someone, you know, a lot of jobs are online now, I think for a lot of, a lot of people mm-hmm. like remote work is ideal, but I mean, you can even look in your local geographic area because there's probably liberty type and liter- liberty centric, or at least liberty adjacent organizations all over the place that people don't even think of. So what are some ways to start when when you're just maybe wanting to start researching uh, different companies and different organizations that you might want to consider working for
1: uh, even just like whether it's geographically local or, or remotely. Yeah. So uh, obviously that's, a, that is a resource that I did try to include in the book. It's not a comprehensive list, but I kind of took the top, uh, you know, some little over a hundred organizations uh, in the country that, that work in this area. Liberty is a broad tent. Um, so the book is a great place to start, but back in the discord Um, one of the things that we're putting together right now on the back end is actually a library of organizations that's going to be searchable by geographic area, that'll be searchable by types of organizational needs. So if you're a communications person, you should be able to resort this list to just narrow it down to relevant organizations. Um, And within that, it's not just organizations that we're listing. We're also putting in a, a section for recruiters, for job portals, um, so there isn't just one that I recommend, but there is a defined place where you can go to get a list of the top five or six, uh, where you can tap into those resources, make sure they have your resume. Uh, and especially with an organization, for example, like talent market, which is a nonprofit that exclusively helps Liberty oriented nonprofit profits, find employees, making sure that they have your resume that can go a long way to making sure that you have the team behind you to to not just be selling yourself in the market, but get qualified people doing that job for you.
0: I wanna speak a little bit more about this topic of purpose. Uh, because you know, not not necessarily as, as much specifically as it relates to working for Liberty. Uh, some people might be listening and think, "Oh, I really want to work for Liberty. This is exactly my purpose." But other people might be listening and might be saying, "I don't want to work for Liberty. I, I just like to listen to this podcast." Uh, but I, I maybe it is connecting with them that, like, well, I don't. I'm not really feeling purpose in my in what I am doing in my own career. Um, you know, there, how do people go about you know taking that first step? Maybe they've never even thought about this concept of purpose until today, until they listen to this very podcast. <laughs> what could be a first step that people could take to, to, to start? Thinking and start, you know, building that pathway for themselves of of going down and finding their purpose. How do you even start if you never even realize, oh my god, I don't even have a purpose in the first place?
1: First of all, I can't tell you how excited I would be if the results of this podcast is someone is sitting there and says, Holy cow, I'm gonna start this journey, right? I mean, that's the goal, that's the journey. Well, if that so, does happen, that to anybody, then tweet to us, tweet to me,
0: tweet to Connor, reach out, and, absolutely and let us know. So we it would make my highlight day, highlight the
1: story, it would absolutely make my day. Um, the concept that I would first recommend to anybody liberty movement or otherwise, who's starting to think about why they're doing what they're doing uh, is actually something called ikigai. I K I G A I. And it's a Japanese word uh, that means, well, it's a concept. It, it means a reason for being, and it's normally expressed in, in four circles overlapping into a, a Venn diagram of sorts. But it's composed of these four circles that are what you love, what the world needs, what you're good at, and what you can be paid for. And one of the best things about this this chart, in my mind, I I wish I had it long before I actually put it into use in my own life, was it doesn't just help you work within the framework of those four, but it can also help you identify the pain points. Uh, You know, which of these areas are missing, right? If you're delighted with your life and and there's fullness, but you really have no wealth, then you could probably say pretty easily, hey, this is a combination of what I'm good at, what I love and what I need, but I'm not getting paid for it, right? It's, a, it's an analytical tool for introspection. Uh, so no matter where you're at right now, I-K-I-G-A-I, uh, you know, Google that, Take a look and, you know, in the discord, we actually have a a whole section that's just for people talking about how to use that as an analytical tool. Uh, for introspection, and that's something that we can help with as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that that really is the place to start is just to start talking about these things out loud. Whether it's just to yourself, whether you're just writing it down on a piece of paper, whether you're jumping in the Discord and speaking to other people, because a lot of times you don't even realize the things that you love or the th- or the skills that you have until you start talking about them, and then you realize, wait, I thought I had no skills. Hold on, I just listed <laughs> ten. I actually do. I actually have a ton of skills because I'm a human functioning society, and I'm doing thing. I'm doing something. I'm alive after you know for forty years me. So I must have some skills if I I made it this far. Uh, So everybody has skills that they don't even realize they have. And often it's it's really these conversations that, that bring these things out.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, like you were saying before, and it's not something that's taught in school which is sh- such a waste, right? I mean, you know, everyone think knows- this
0: should be even almost before like spelling and reading and math because <laughs> wh- what's the point of these things? Why are we even doing those things? It's yeah. to get to some end, to some, I mean, obviously to eat and breathe and, and function in society, but why are we even living? Why are we on this earth? This should be, I mean, I feel like this should be brought up before we can even, I maybe mean, not before you can talk because I guess you have to talk, but really cl- <laughs> really soon after that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I'm so glad you said it like that too because purpose changes over time. So it's not even to arrive at, you know, you you spend the time, you sit down for a few hours or a few days or a few weeks or or longer sometimes, right? This isn't a a catch-all and an immediate fix. But when you arrive at your purpose, your icky guy, that doesn't mean that it's going to be the same thing forever. So giving kids, especially the tools to, you know, analyze their own purpose and, and help them realize that when they are in a job that they hate, maybe they realize, you know, what you love, that category is now missing. And instead of having to sit there and deal with it, right, we're dealing with a crisis of mental health in this country right now. Part of it is that people don't always know how to look internally, because it's very uncomfortable to do that. I want to put tools in in the tool belt for people, especially, uh, you know, selfishly among liberty allies, because I never want to hear about Someone who could have been an amazing help in the liberty movement, a dear friend who is unhappy or does something they can never take back because they simply didn't have the tools in their tool belt to pursue purpose. It's, it's broader than just jobs, I guess, is really what I'm getting at. It's, it's about being happy in your life, and that's so important.
0: And they're all tied together because if you're doing something, if you're driving yourself towards your purpose, if you're actually taking actions every day that are leading yourself to something, something you can actually point to and say, this is what I want to achieve. This is what I want to do for other people. uh, You're going to be more satisfied every single day, knowing those actions actually have a purpose, knowing you're not just going and creating widgets for somebody else. So some giant corporation (laughs) can get rich while you just come home, go back to bed and repeat the process the next day.
1: It's no way to live. It's just no way to live. no way
0: to live. Indeed, Connor. Well, I'm glad that you, uh, I'm not going to say I'm glad you got laid off, but (laughs) look where we are now. I think it worked out. So maybe we should be grateful for it Uh, because oftentimes it takes, you know, it takes a a a turn of events in life like many did experience this year to really put yourself in that uncomfortable position that you need to be in to actually push yourself and maybe find your purpose and push yourself towards that purpose. So uh, I I don't hope anybody listening today has to be pushed into a tragic, tragic, difficult situation just to find that. But I do hope people get inspired by this conversation conversation to maybe start thinking a little bit about, okay, am I really doing something purposeful? Maybe that purpose is helping in the liberty movement in some way. Maybe it's something else entirely, but whatever it is, I really hope that this inspires people to at least introspect a little bit check out the icky guy see where we got the overlap and, and go from there and uh there's no better example because you're not someone that just wrote a book about it and tells people to do it you did it and you you can actually show through your experience how to actually do what you want to achieve how to actually get work in the liberty movement in this case uh so why don't you just do a quick little run through of uh you know how people can find the book uh, i always feel silly at this point point. 2014 it felt different when i first started the podcast now i feel silly telling people how to find a book because come on <laughs> if, if you found the podcast you can probably find the book but anyway we'll go through the motions
1: well i'll, I'll do my due diligence I'll make sure you have the direct Amazon link uh, for your show notes but cool. yeah, uh, the that. books available on Amazon uh, you can also uh, find me find the book at connordragotis.com and you can find it's me Connor
0: with an e that well, is true.
1: C O N N E R. Man, I always would think dragotis would be the hardest harder part of that. Yeah, but,
0: uh, I'm pointing out Connor. Connor I'm like, you'll yeah, yeah. get dragotis. fine. No problem.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, so, ConnorDragotis.com uh, and at C D dragotis on uh, social media everywhere. All right. Well, Connor dragotis
0: keep up the great work and hopefully keep up that great work in the Liberty Movement and keep on roaring.
1: Thanks so much. Talk soon.
0: All right, my Liberty kitties. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Connor Dragotis. Be sure to check out the show notes over at the brand spanking new liberty.com for all the links you need, all the relevant links to find out how you can in fact find your purpose. And perhaps that purpose is in working for the cause of Liberty as well. Uh, Connor has done an amazing job in put, making it really easy. He did all the legwork already. So I really want to recommend checking out his book, Work for Liberty. And we have that brand spanking new Lions of liberty.com thanks to the support thanks to the money from our amazing patrons over in the patreon at patreon.com slash lions liberty that is the home of the lions of liberty pride where you not only get amazing bonus content like this week's conspiracy corner where we'll be looking at the great reset along with a plethora of other bonus content including Degenerate Gamblers, the weekly breakdown of all sorts of gambling and other related topics, including a bunch of stories from our past, present, and future, maybe not future, of the Lions of Liberty. Uh, That's with Brian, Rico, and Odie every single week over on the Patreon. And of course, the long-anticipated Drunken Howie story, where our man Howie Snowden is going to translate some sort of Liberty piece, maybe it's something by Rothbard, maybe it's something by Mises, getting really drunk, and well, you know the rest. It's going to be a fun time. So many, many reasons to check out the Patreon, but we have a very special deal going on right now through the rest of the year. This will end on December 31st at midnight. But for anybody who signs up for an annual Patreon membership, you get two months for free. Two freaking months for free. That is an unbelievable discount. So unbelievable. It's definitely for a limited time. You will never, ever see this discount again after the end of this year. Not only that, if you sign up at the equivalent of the $15 a month or higher level, at which level you do get the incredibly compiled news links from the aforementioned Howie Snowden every single day in your mailbox. Uh, If you sign up at that level, we'll also toss in a free winter beanie to keep you warm while you're listening to the Lions of Liberty podcast. So I do want to encourage you all to check out patreon.com slash Lions of Liberty. If that weren't enough, we of course also uh, put 10% of our Patreon earnings over to the projects uh, by our friends at DonorSea who are really doing amazing work helping people afflicted all over the third world uh, by the lockdowns, by the difficult situations they're they're being put in by those lockdowns. We were recently able to purchase a, a package of supplies for four months. Four months of food and supplies uh, for a little orphaned girl in Uganda. So you guys have to check out everything we're doing. Uh, please do check out to donorseed.com slash coronavirus to see all the projects they have been helping people with as well. Of course, my friends, it's not just me here yapping away with my friends in Liberty every single Monday. We've also got Brian McWilliams slapping you upside the head every single Wednesday with his weekly shot of comedy, culture, and Liberty while John Odie Odermat wraps things up every Every single Friday with his hard-hitting and inspiring look at the broken criminal justice system on Felony Friday. You got to catch them all. You got to catch them all. Three shows for the price of one. That price is free. All you got to do is whack the heck out of that subscribe button, my friends, because you do not want to miss a thing from the greatest libertarian variety show on earth. And my friends, I will see you next week. Until next time, live
2: long
0: and live free.
1: Claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction.
2: And libertarians are better Democrats than the Democrats and better Republicans than the Republicans. A Republican president, a Republican-controlled Congress presided over the biggest expansion of government up to that point in history. And what's going to happen When they realize that Social Security is nothing but a racist, sexist, ageist Ponzi scheme. I mean, how badly do you have to screw something up before we finally conclude that uh, maybe government can't solve this problem? The free market is the ultimate expression of democracy. I do the show two days a week. It's a free show. You sure you don't want to see some evidence to back up any of their claims before you get us into another war? Their entire existence is exploitative. Everything they eat, everything they drink, the roof over their heads. It was all paid for from theft at the threat of violence. Isn't it interesting that an education system run by the government somehow churns out a bunch of people who favor the government handling everything? that's the type of accounting that would get you thrown in prison if anybody else were to do it. But that's how the federal government operates. Black, white, Indian, Asian, rich, poor, short, tall, everybody benefits from freer markets. Libertarianism is principled, it's philosophically sound, in the arena of ideas we cannot be defeated. This is the Pedaling Fiction Podcast, the voice and soul of so-called fiction. Follow me on Twitter at Pedal Fiction, download and subscribe, and no matter what happens, keep on pedaling that so-called fiction. Peace.